Hold your head up where we are, we got a whole world to win In honor of our fallen fighters and future generations It might not be easy, no, but may the tears start to flow Get up, look in the mirror and say I'm gonna be me Welcome, it's time for our second annual Pride episode. Our friends over at Prison Pals invited us back for another year to participate in their Pride Flag series and we're very excited to be involved again. Each day this week, a different podcast will be releasing a one-shot centred around a colour of the rainbow flag. Yesterday was Dicey Amazons with Red Slash Life. You're listening to today's Orange Slash Healing right now. Tomorrow is Rise of the Demigods with Yellow Slash Vitality, which is what we did last year. Wednesday is Tabletop Potluck with Green Slash Nature. Thursday is The Musafirs with Blue Slash Harmony. And Friday is Dice Will Roll with Purple Slash Spirit. Each of those episodes will be appearing in their respective feeds with a special one-shot featuring one member from each podcast over on the Prison Pals feed on Saturday. Check the episode description for links to all those amazing folks. But now, let's dive into the magical world of Dust Wardens. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Queer Dungeoneers Pride Week special. Today we are playing a system called Dust Wardens, designed by Nora Blake. You can grab that over on itch.io or on their Kickstarter. It's a really fun system. I played it once before. We had so much fun, so I'm really excited to share it with all of you. And today I am joined by Sammy. Hey, guess what? I get to I get to play today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hello, I am Sammy. My pronouns are they, them, and I am normally the the one GMerating this affair, uh, but today uh, I'm the GM. Yeah, I'm the GM now. <laughs> it's terrifying. You should see. She's got pitchfork and everything. That should uh, be me with the pitchfork. <laughs> back, back. <laughs> I'm also joined by Scarlet. Oh. Yeah, me. Hello. My name's Scarlett. Uh, I use uh, mostly she, her pronouns, but also they, them pronouns. And usually on this program, I play uh, another magic user called Cremora Magnus. But I'm not playing her today. I'm playing someone else. Uh, and finally, Tori! Hi! Yeah, so my pronouns are usually she, they, or he. I don't really mind. And on Queer Dungeoneers, I play someone who is very small and very fighty and very steely. But this time I'm also playing someone small and possibly fighty and has stuff to do with steel, I guess. Hey. <laughs> I am very excited about all these characters who we will introduce shortly. Unfortunately, our other cast member, Jared, couldn't join us today just due to scheduling, but he is with us in spirit. And I am Ursula. I normally play Nime, the druid, in 
our regular campaign. My pronouns are she, her for the most part, and I'm very excited to GM. <laughs> so the setting for Dust Wardens is a post-apocalyptic one where a rampant plant life has retaken a broken planet, a world where ghosts linger and witches commune with the spirits of objects to learn about the past, a world where nothing is transient and everything comes back around, a world haunted by the evils of humanity left behind by those who came before us. We have inherited a broken world. It is full of beauty and full of danger. It is a world that stands opposed to our existence. We work together to make do with what we've been given. Though times are dark, solidarity is our torch. Yeah, so the characters will be the titular Dust Wardens, who are bound together by a force called Limerence, which allows them to cast spells and do magic. It's essentially magic that's powered by the bonds between the members of the coven, which is basically the party. So it's it's a little bit like romancy in our main campaign, which I love. It's maybe a little bit less uh, on the nose, <laughs> but we'll see. Who knows? So, without further ado, we will introduce our Dust Wardens. Take it away, Sammy. I'm not Sammy. I'm Gabby. Hi. It's nice to be here. I'm a young woman with messy light brown hair and freckles. Don't call them cute. Uh, I wear, like, colourful baggy clothes and I always have odd socks, okay? It's just a thing. Don't even worry about it. Oh, God. So I'm, like, from a small town and stuff and my family were always on me about all this, like, learning how to bake because they were bakers. So I was like, I don't want to bake, okay? And then they'd be like, oh, well, what do you want to do then, Gabs? And I'd be like, I don't want to bake, Anyway, but that was annoying, but what was more annoying was the mayor, Mayor Arnold Pennysworth, and he was all really bad and he kept adding taxes and tariffs and stuff and like, we couldn't make any money and it sucked and it meant I couldn't get like new video games and stuff and we were having a really hard time and my family was just always sad and it was just because of this fucking Arnold. And anyway, one day I was, I met Arnold in the street and I was like, yo, stop it. And he was like, what? Who are you? And then I said, oh yeah, well, how would you like being a newt? And then I turned him into a newt and I should have thought about it maybe, but I did it. And then I turned him into a newt and uh, then I ran away with him in a jar. (laughs) So yeah, now I'm just like doing my own thing. I've got the mayor in a jar. He's a newt. Whatever. It's not even a thing. Don't talk about it. The really fun thing about this system is that you get to basically choose whatever items you have, but you can only describe it in three words. So Sammy under their items has newt mare, and the description is in a jar. So I love that. (laughs) Um, And what 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 are Gabby's pronouns? Gabby's pronouns, I mean, my pronoun, yeah, I'm Gabby. My pronouns are they, them, all right? Don't get it wrong. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I'll kick your ass. I have a wand. <laughs> we'll go in the same order. Scarlet, who are you playing today? Wonderful. I am going to be playing Elizabeth Beth Brown. The The description I, I went with is, if you imagine like a butch lesbian with punk overtones, you're probably in the right kind of vicinity, physically, like as a description thing. Like, the you know, undercut, tattoo all over arms and chest and legs, but they are not regular tattoos, for they are special magical tattoos that grant certain advantages to uh, our friend Beth here. We love our magical tattoos here at Yes, we yes. do. I, I especially <laughs> love my magical tattoos. It's, it's a favourite of mine. What? 
I don't see the relation at all. She almost always wears sort of jeans and and leather jackets or, or denim jean vests and, and boots and such because she thinks it looks very cool. And she is usually right. <laughs> She, she grew up in a very kind of unremarkable like community. There was nothing really to, to say about the community she grew up in, apart from the fact that it's in a world where plant life has overgrown civilization. And it really tried to, she, everyone in that, in that community tried to kind of get her to fit in, kind of be normal, whatever that means. And she, you know, got these kind of magic tattoos as a, as a focus for her, for her art, for her magic. And, um, here's the problem. When you have magic tattoos that make you, that can make you virtually indestructible and incredibly physically strong and, and convert other arcane benefits, getting drunk and going on a rampage through a town is generally not a good idea because there's nothing they can do to stop you. It doesn't go well. So that, that town was a, was a bust, both in the, in the physical and kind of social as as a place that uh, Elizabeth could live, and now she travels with her with her uh, her dust warden friends, and yeah, that's her. Not as angsty as I usually run. It's okay, I got that in spades. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> not lacking in angst either. And last but absolutely not least, Tori, please tell us about your lost boy esque type character, who I am already deeply in love with. <laughs> okay, so uh, my character is named Tay, and her pronouns are she her she's she's basically a short asian teen in ratty jeans a cap and a gray hoodie the town that she came from was actually a an abandoned town that was overrun with kids so she she's been living with them for however long and in that town there's no adults and when the kids reach 20 or 19 i guess they get kicked out of the town and they have to find their own way because Everyone knows in that town that all adults are bad. Everyone knows that if you leave the town of kids, that you lose your magic. So adults can't hurt you anymore. She left the town of kids with a metal baseball bat that also doubles as her broomstick. So she flies around on a metal bat, metal baseball bat. Hell yes. All right. So, so question, does that mean you don't have magic? Uh, no, she does have magic. It's just dwindling. Okay. So this is, this is a question. So the way magic works in this world is that it's formed from connections with others. So it makes total sense that you would lose it when you move away from your town, right? If, if all the kids there were looking out for each other, then it makes sense that, that the magic that you were able to access there, you know, came from your connection to those other kids. So it makes total sense that you'd be losing it now that you've left. Is it? coming back now that you've met these other two people she's not sure like she thinks that by this point her magic should be like you know fairly weak kind of dying but it's kind of stayed at like a relatively steadyish pace interesting so she's a little bit weirded out and she thinks that maybe there's something wrong with her i like that a lot scarlet sorry Elizabeth or Beth, how how did you access magic before? Since magic comes from connections, was was getting the tattoos? Is the magic coming from your connection to the meaning in the tattoos? Is it a way to kind of like actualize that connection? I think initially, yeah, I think it was a she she didn't have a connection to her community necessarily, but she did have connections to like certain people in it. She felt very strong connections with, and there were people uh, people who would like travel through. Uh, Regularly that she she connected 
disagreed with, but they were all quite... There, there wasn't anything as solid as she has now with the Dust Wardens. So in getting the tattoos, it was a way of kind of physically representing like this permanent reminder on her skin that she will always have this connection even when the people aren't there. Oh, that's beautiful. Has your magic changed since joining the coven? I think so. I think it's actually externalized a bit more. Like, I think that previously Elizabeth's magic was all very much, it was all very internal in a lot of respects. It was, you know, she could make herself stronger. She could make herself tougher. She could make herself faster. I think now that she's kind of connecting with the Dust Wardens, it's, she's learning new ways of kind of creating more external effects than she was able to before. I love that. That's beautiful. And finally, Gabby. Yeah. It was. <laughs> we know why you turned the mayor of your town into a newt. How did you turn him into a newt? Oh, oh my god, would people stop asking me this? Okay, alright, I get it, I get it. You all need people to do magic, okay? And like, yeah, I guess I need people too, but like, I can do magic when I get really angry at people. Interesting. I think they are powered by negative connections. <laughs> <laughs> so... Has your magic changed since joining the coven? I'm like, I guess I'm not as angry as much of the time, I guess. So I guess, like, it's different, but I'm not, like, weaker. Okay, don't you go thinking you can take me just because I have friends now. (laughs) All right? Just Tay's really cool, and, like, she's, like, me, and, and, like, Beth is really cool, and, and we're just cool, okay? So don't even try it. Excellent. So now we're going to do some coven building questions. So obviously you three are traveling together now. How did you meet? Like, did two of you meet first? Did you all meet at the same time? And, and what was it that brought you together? I feel like since all three of us have like vaguely combat related backgrounds, I'd say we all met at the same time and like in the middle of a fight or something. Excellent. I was I was going to say there's an there's an amount of overlap between Beth's whole aesthetic and the like baseball bat broom thing. So, did you meet maybe we've already established that Beth at least enjoys a drink or two. Were you maybe, you know, very typical western style tavern and a bar fight broke out and in the end it was just the three of you standing? I like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I like that. But, like, I also think there's some element of, like, definitely my character provokes one or both of the other characters. My character is has got, like, two in Guile and two in Give, so I think you probably provoke Beth. I wonder if even you were just kind of sitting to the side while the other two were fighting, and then the, the fight ended and everyone's down except the other two, and you're just like, that was pretty cool, I guess. Oh, no, no, I was thinking that my character totally started the bar fight. Oh, I see! <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yes, I can definitely see that. No, I like that. It's a, it's a classic play on the uh, Met in a Bar trope. Exactly, exactly. All right, So you basically met and formed a mutual respect for one another. So that's what brought you together. What keeps you together now? Is it a sense of duty? Like, are there, are you a triad now? What, what, what are your relationships to each other? And this will transition really nicely into our vows. I'd say that for Tay at least, she sees both Gabby and Beth as a source of uh, protection. She's a little bit afraid of them because they're definitely taller than her and they're definitely older adults than her. 
but also she thinks it's better than joining another coven. I mean, I, I was kind of going to, I was going to say the same thing from the other other sort of side. Honestly, I think I think Beth has that kind of. She's not. She's. I, I get the sense that she's old, probably a bit older than mm. Tay and Gabs, but not by much. But she's in that kind of uh, horses watching dogs kind of. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. I can imagine that absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Protective, slightly older sibling kind of vibe. What about Gabs? I mean, I think it all just like, I think it must have started under the guise of like, we'll have a proper fight eventually. Like, (laughs) like I'm coming along so later we can actually like duke this out properly and I can show I can beat you. And then it's sort of transformed into realizing that my powers now come from these people and that I wouldn't be able to use magic if I wasn't (laughs) near them and didn't have them around. That's adorable. So, so... This found family is is very much a more like a a family dynamic. You've got kind of a sibling relationship with each other. Alrighty, so that brings us really nicely into our vows. So vows in Dust Wardens are kind of like bonds in Dungeon World, except they can be fulfilled or broken at any time during play. They're vows that you have sworn to each other when you formed your coven. Make sure that it kind of symbolizes your relationship with them, but also make sure it's breakable. So, like, okay, so vows, they're not, like, super my thing because, like, you know, just stop making a big deal out of it. But, like, I guess if I had to say I promise to make Beth proud, she's, like, my big sister and, like, I want her to think I do good. But, but don't think that means I'm going to go and get a boring office job and become a super accountant and look at numbers all day because I, I promise to Tay that I'm never going to grow up, Okay. I'm not going to lose my zest just to fit into this dumb world we live in. <laughs> very, very nice. My my vows are that I'll promise to protect Gabs from themselves because they need that. <laughs> and I will also promise to protect uh, Tay from the adult world. And um, I promise to not hold it against Beth if she hurts me. And I promise to be patient with Gabs because it sounds like they kind of need it. Excellent. Okay, this is a a lovely little family we have here. We have one more thing that we need to decide, and that is your ride. So your ride, it can be a vehicle, it can be a beast of burden, so it, it can be like an animal if you want. What do you think y'all would ride around in? Well, would any of us have had a chance to steal some sort of vehicle? I mean, no for Tay, because she can get around by herself. Mm. Some I like the idea of is like a giant rock, like the bird that we all ride on the back of. I also like a giant turtle. I do like it being sentient. Okay. It doesn't have to be a sentient animal. It could be a sentient vehicle if you want. That's true. It could be the magic school bus. (gasps) <gasps> what about like a giant like because the world's like everything's kind of mutated and stuff a bit right yeah what about like a giant hermit crab that's made a bus its home <gasps> yes that's so cool that's cool oh fuck yes excellent okay so <laughs> giant hermit crab with bus shell their name's basil basil i don't know why basil the hermit bus does the bus drive itself 
Maybe, like, the steering wheel, like, where the steering wheel, like, actually turns, sort of, like, hits into the back of the hermit crab in a way so that when you turn the steering wheel, the hermit crab turns. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like this. Or it could just be that the wheels are still on, and when you turn them, because the hermit crab's just dragging itself, the wheels just direct it, in a way. Mm. And the hermit crab's got nowhere to be. It doesn't really care. It's just move. It's just, like, like the opportunity to move. (laughs) Exactly. So you have this... Symbiotic relationship with Basil the Hermit Crab Bus. Where did you find Basil? And how did you coax Basil to be your loyal mount, I guess? I gave Basil a hug. I think we went to a junkyard to try and find a ride, and then we got in a bus and tried to see if it worked, and then it stood up and started walking around. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yes, and then and then Tay was like, oh my god, hi! crab and the hermit crab was like i'm so lonely (laughs) take me with you (laughs) well i like to think that yeah we gave it a big hug but i also like to think on some level it's its own free agent and it really couldn't give a shit about us like sometimes when we finish a mission if we've been in one spot we then have to chase it like a kilometer (laughs) (laughs) this is why we sleep in the bus you can't really put a hermit crab up on bricks is the problem (laughs) and my final question about this bus does it still like does the electricity inside it still work like does it still have a battery so you can play the radio and have lights on yes it runs off bioelectricity yeah for sure excellent but the lights are like some of them are aesthetically broken yeah okay that's fine maybe basil has been inhabiting this bus for so long that it's actually like linked with basil's nervous system so basil controls the lights and you have to like bargain with basil if you want to change the radio station (laughs) that sounds hilarious that is very good basil gets to choose the music (laughs) yeah Yeah, this is this is where Basil has its own free agency, you know. Yeah, and you know you know how Basil is feeling by what's playing on the radio. Yeah, he's if he's in oh a good God. mood as Nickelback. If it gets if things get dark, it goes Green Day. It's um it's a bad situation all around. I think Gabs has had a few goes at just taking out the radio, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Oh, I should probably mention one of the things that really sets this system apart is that it uses tarot cards instead of dice to determine the outcome of rolls, I guess, although we will call them draws. So if I say draw using guile, for example, the characters, depending on whether they have a one or a two in that stat, if they have a two, they can draw two cards and use the higher. If they have or one, they just draw one, and it's the same-ish as Powered by the Apocalypse. If it's two to five, then it's a fail. If it's a six to ten, it's a partial success. And if it's a face card, then it is a full success. Now, because there are tarot cards, there's a couple of special conditions as well. So if they draw an ace... It's an automatic success and they get a bonus benefit and then they keep that ace card unless a number of different conditions are met. If they draw a major arcana, if we were playing in person, we'd have a physical deck of cards and we would know whether we pulled it upright or reversed. Because we're playing online, we have a little spinner that'll roll heads or tails. If they draw a major arcana upright, then it is a full success and something extra happens based on what the major arcana is. And I have a little tarot guide here, so I'll read out a condition and then we'll decide what the extra effect or consequence is based on the theme of the major arcana. If they draw it reversed, 
then it's a fail, and again, something extra happens. We find the three of you in this hermit crab bus traversing the landscape. Are you following a road or are you... Well, I can't drive, so... I think the great thing about having a hermit crab bus is that you don't need roads. I think that we're trying, for lack of anywhere else to go, we're, like, always going towards the ocean. So, like, whenever we're on a really high, like, hill or whatever, we'll look out at the ocean and we'll just go that way. I like that. Let's do that. That makes sense. Because that's yeah. where Basil wants to go. Well, we ho- I hope that's where Basil wants to go. <laughs> so, you're heading towards the ocean. What are you all doing in the bus? Is one of you at the wheel? Are you just chilling in the seats? Are you listening to music? At the very least, I think Taya's listening to music, sitting upside down with her legs over the back of one of the chairs and just lying on the seat. What kind of music is she listening to? And is it loud enough to block out the nickelback? (laughs) 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 Oh, I thought she was listening to whatever was on the radio. Oh, whatever's on the radio. Excellent. Um, Where are the other two of you? I'm at the wheel because this one time my dad let me use the car out the back and now I think I've mastered driving. (gasps) Wait a minute, I was old enough to get my license, scratch that. I'd just gotten my provisional license before I ran away with the newt mare and so I'm like really (laughs) proudly showing off how good I am at driving. Which is not very good but you can't go that fast in a hermit crab so it's pretty safe. (laughs) So are you taking taking Basil in a zigzag by just like turning the wheel (laughs) and like really confusing him? Well, I'm, like, going for every hill so we can make sure I know where the ocean is again. Right, I see. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very long way to go in retrospect. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I, I think I'm up the front with my feet on the dashboard pretending not to be there so I can take over if something goes wrong, but definitely that's why I'm there. So you're like stealth backseat driving. Just like, no, no, small corrections. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't over, no. Oh, in that case, I'm definitely trying to make Basil do tricks. <laughs> no, that- like I'm deliberately going over whatever gaps I can and like any like like the sharp drops. Um, trying to leave Basil <laughs> over those just to really impress Beth. Beth has like a sledgehammer that, they, that she takes everywhere with her um, and that's just resting against the secondary brake ready to shove down <laughs> if necessary or maybe it's just on the main brake because I don't even use those pedals <laughs> yeah I yes absolutely <laughs> the pedals but the pedals don't do anything is the problem it's just the steering wheel yeah I'm hedging my bets <laughs> Which is unfortunate because, like, I think Basil decides when we stop for the day. Yeah. Yeah. We don't decide when we go and when we stop. (laughs) But Basil's a little trooper. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. So you're traveling towards the ocean. I imagine you're in kind of, like, obviously this, like, rolling hills landscape. It's like kind of scrubland. So there's not much around you. But as you crest over the next hill, the scenery changes. Who do you think notices first? I mean, I'm looking at it. Beth does notice, I think, but probably at about the same time. Actually, maybe Beth does notice first because I'm just there, like, I'm, like, steering. (laughs) You're making sound effects while steering. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not looking up. I'm not... (laughs) 
And Beth's just like, oh my god. It's like, oh my god, we're going four kilometers an hour right now. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Awesome. I think it also makes sense for Beth to notice the kind of the beginnings of the first subtle changes of of the, the different biome or, or whatever you you see as you crest this hill. So, Beth. Yes. What do you see? Ooh. I think we come across some sort of community. I, I think there's a new and if anyone else wants to if anyone else wants to pitch anything and feel free, but um I think it's a because we're near the ocean, but we're not sort of there yet. So I think it was some sort of maybe like trading town or some sort of fishing community, maybe on a tributary from the ocean. Uh that's now obviously kind of mostly overgrown. Oh, it's all like river plants and, and kelp and stuff that have come up from the river. Yes, it's like a um uh, an estuary. Now, I'm imagining that this is set in Australia because work with what you know. I'm imagining like mangroves and like maybe some dying eucalyptus trees. So I have a bunch of questions for you as you approach this town. Beth notices it first. Beth, do you let the others know? I'll shake Gabs. What? There's, look, town. Town head. Oh, shoot. Together, answer the following questions when the coven enters a town. What draws you to this place? Well, quite literally, Basil. (laughs) (laughs) Hunger. Do you think there's maybe like a a deep fried smell coming from the town? And I'm just like cannot resist that makes sense dude yeah excellent so you kind of you see this settlement and beth points it out to you and you can see you know it's a lot of ramshackle type houses some rundown buildings that have been poorly refurbished with wet wood that you would find in that kind of location and as you get closer though you smell this delicious scent of, of deep fried food and and the three of you haven't eaten something deep fried for a long time we're going there we're going there now we're going there yeah yeah not arguing <laughs> and so you turn the wheel so that basil <laughs> <laughs> Gen- no, gen- gentler. Oh, fuck, fuck it. I swear to God, I will turn this crap around. <laughs> the music changes to... Do you think Basil is excited about this? I was thinking, like, Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coldplay, okay. The the radio kind of statics and then... Do, do, Wow, we do not agree on how this goes. So Basil's Basil's also excited about the prospect of deep fried food, which you find a little bit concerning since a lot of deep fried food would be crustaceans, potentially related. No matter. So you start, you get close to the town and you start being able to see the buildings and, and some of the people. What kind of art is celebrated here that you notice? Oh, it's the art where um, people will scour the ocean, uh, scour the beach, and they'll find like sea glass and stuff. Oh, yes, and they'll put it all together. Yeah, Ooh. like sea glass mosaics and mobiles and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like to think because you know it's sort of quite post, there's you know it's post apocalyptic sort of thing. I I imagine it's a bit of a mix of that, but also you know it's it's there's like the traditional sea glass stuff, but there's also like broken phones. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're like relics of civilization from before. And maybe we don't always know enough to tell whether something is like a natural mm. thing or a, like old society thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you start rolling into town, and you've got this beautiful clinking, slightly the slightly discordant 
sound of, of these bits of sea glass like clinking together. You see these mobiles hung from the patios and, and across these old uh, electrical wires that are crisscrossing across the town, which you don't think from the look of them provide any power anymore. And they've just been turned into this beautiful display of sea glass and bits of dried out starfish and other other tide pool creatures and bits of old technology from the before times. And people start to notice you with your hermit crab bus, which is, you know, it's it's it could be less conspicuous. Let's be real. I don't see how. <laughs> how do the people here react to you? I think they run out and start trying to sell us things. For sure. Just straight away. 100%. It's like, they've got a bus, they must be rich. And oh, and they want bits of our bus in the sale, right? So they're like, oh, I'll trade you a headlight for this scallop. And those are good Australian potato scallops, by the way. <laughs> I like to imagine there's also a bit of, because it's the, like, sea glass art stuff, I imagine there's that kind of small town, like art gallery stroke shop thing going on where it's like they are trying to sell the local art uh, as a commodity oh yeah definitely definitely bracelets and earrings and mood rings (laughs) so many mood rings oh so many mood rings (laughs) and final question why could this never be your final stop Oh my god, the people are so noisy here. Like, can they just give it a break? There's so much. Look, they're like banging on the side of our hermit crab. You're gonna upset Basil, people. Yeah, come on, back off, back off. Come on, get, go on, back, go on, back off. All of us, go on. Just lean out the window and shove at them. <laughs> I think um, Basil pulls to a stop because there are too many people and Basil kind of, you can see its front legs, which have been obviously dragging you forward, retreat into the bus. And, and Basil Basil does what hermit crabs do best and bunkers down. Whoa! I think that the whole thing dips. No, it's fine. Run them down. I think the whole thing dips at once. <laughs> yeah, and you get that like... <laughs> and the doors open. Now you get panic at the disco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now panic at the disco starts playing. Oh no, I think the music totally just cuts. Actually, right? yeah. I think, yeah, the music cuts, the doors open, and the first person who walks in, they've got like a woven hat made of like bits of seaweed and, and tough grass, and their hair is, is long and salt crusted, and they just let it like grow really long and it's untamed and wild, and they've got a necklace made of beautiful round pebbles and and bits of sea glass, which you can tell have been filed down so they're not sharp. And anything shiny, basically. And a a skirt, again, made of woven woven seagrass. Yeah, this was more of a us getting out of the bus situation than anyone getting into our bus situation. Uh, So if you could just scram. Hello! It's so nice to see new people here. What an amazing, amazing contraption you have. Who is is that a real hermit crab? No. No? No, do you see these levers here? I use that to make it move around. Wow, would you let us study? Your the technology is amazing. I mean it looks just like a real hermit crab. No, buzz off. This is our hermit bus. <laughs> they turn to Beth. What what about you? Will you let me look under the hood of your delightful vehicle? Well, they said, no, fuck off. It's our bus. It's our bus. I think of this. 
Yeah, I think at this point, Tay's kind of like hidden underneath like some chairs. This is like a house you've just stepped into, so could you please step off? Okay, okay, gosh. Um, also, and I signal up to a sign that says, don't talk to the driver, <laughs> and I've cut the other half off the bottom that was meant to say while moving, while driving, it just says, don't talk to the driver. <laughs> don't talk to the driver. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um... I think they're a bit taken aback and they're like, all right, okay, sorry, sorry. It's just, we haven't had visitors in so long, in so long. Tell us what news of the outside world. And like, they've kind of stepped back, but they still have one foot in your bus. I will take my sledgehammer and just like almost golf style, just knock their foot off. Oh, oh. oh. Just off the step of the bus. Just not hard, just gently just shove. Just She kind of steps back a little bit. (laughs) Well, um, look, if you need any, any medicine or healing, please come by. We have a hotel. It, 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 it's attached to the art gallery just down the street there. And, and, oh, we have so many amazing local artists who, I mean, we'd, we'd love for you to come by and visit. Just, just let us know if you need anything, if you need anything at all. Can we start with food? Oh, food. Absolutely. Um, now your bus is, uh, blocking the street. So if you just want to bring it around, we do have a, 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 a car park, um, again, next to the hotel in the art gallery. Um, there's a cafe. Okay. Just let me ask it. And I hit the floor. Basil, get up. <laughs> um, <laughs> the radio starts playing. Wake me up. Wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> No, it starts playing uh, Rehab. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, the bus isn't going to do that right now. <laughs> what would you like to do? Are you going to try and convince Basil to move? I mean, we've never tried to make Basil do anything up to this point, except for, like, things that didn't bother it. So I think we're good, right? I think Basil can stay here. Yeah, I don't see any problems with that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, good um, hey, where's the food? Look, if you want to get a 20-ton hermit crab to move, you'll be my fucking guest. Have you seen the mandibles? I know, I ha- I mean, I did. I saw them for a second before they tucked in under the... I thought you said this was a contraption. Now you're saying it won't do what you... Did you not build this? I I wouldn't believe everything you hear, friendo. And I get off the bus and start going towards the smell of deep fried goods. Oh, um, and she like is just kind of clucking behind you, like, oh yes, we have so many, and she starts rattling off menu items. I'm not interested in anything that hasn't seen oil for a substantial amount of time. Oh, I mean, we have we have scallops, we have scallops with chicken salt, we have scallops. We 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 found a old crate of barbecue sauce, so now we have barbecue sauce to put in our scallops. We have chips. We have, oh, there was a fresh net of squid brought in and just on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, honestly, she sounds pretty nice, but she's also a lot. (laughs) Actually, um, Taya's gonna, like, creep out from behind one of the chairs she was hiding behind and asks and asks uh beth do they have food uh yeah sounds like it um do i have to go outside (sighs) no it's okay you can stay in here thank you what do you want anything's okay just gets out like a (laughs) notepad from somewhere a pen all right anything okay (laughs) you write that down Hang on, hang on, just check, let's let me check what my friend wanted. Oh yeah, anything. Sorry, I have a really bad memory, so I just had to write that down. (laughs) 
Yeah. Go out. Okay. You'll have to be moving at quite a fast pace because I, I imagine I'm walking briskly towards the source of this smell. Yeah, I, I, will, I will go and join them at the smell. Yeah, so the people have kind of backed off a little seeing your reaction to their apparent self-elected spokesperson. But they're watching you and you can see the excitement of their eyes of just new people, new people. Um, yeah, so you follow this person to the hotel, you learn that her name is Melanie, and you go in, you see that the cafe is basically just (laughs) a table and chairs set up next to the uh, reception desk for the hotel slash museum slash art gallery. And she, she says, oh, well, sit down here. What, what can I get you? Yeah, I'd like, um, four scallops. Um, some chips, and can I get a chocolate malt milkshake? We'll see what we can do. Uh, and she goes behind the bar, and she sets up the deep fryer, and it's you can smell the lovely oil smell. And for you, she calls back. Uh, just two of, two of what they said. Two, okay. <laughs> so, eight, eight scallops, two serves of <laughs> chips, and two milkshakes. <laughs> She's got a second deep fryer that doesn't look like it's used very often, and she starts that one up too. <laughs> well, I've got to feed, got to feed Tay as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know this place is pretty legit, Melon. I was really mean when I came into town, um, but like, it's pretty good what you got here. Why don't people come visit? Is it haunted or some shit? I mean, everything's haunted these days, but you know, like extra haunted. Oh, I mean. I- I don't know. We haven't we haven't seen new people in well years now. You're the first. Tell us what has been happening over the hill, over the dunes. Uh, well, where I come from, uh, things are going pretty badly. Uh, but then one day, someone turned the mayor, who was really bad folk, uh, into a newt. And in- into a newt. Yeah, I know a newt. It looked a bit like this, and I pull out the jar. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! And she like. Puts her face up really, really, really close to the newt, to the edge of the jar. Yeah, that's Arnold Penny's worth. That's a fascinating name for a newt. I don't think I've ever seen this kind before. What's that little, that little circle around his eye? It looks almost like a monocle. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know actually anything else that's happened. Oh, well. Well, that's okay. It's um, kind of big question. Well, <laughs> like I said, we haven't had any visitors in a long time and no one leaves, so... <sighs> no one leaves? Well, there's not much out there, is there? I don't know. There's the oceans pretty close to here. Has anyone gone there? Oh, <laughs> we don't go to the ocean. The ocean is, uh, well, it's... It's not very safe anymore. But once once a year we go um and and we collect things from the shore and we bring them back and we see what's useful and, and what isn't useful, we, we make useful. We turn it into beautiful art. Right. Hey, quick question. Yes. You're not gonna like try and stop us leaving or anything, are you? <laughs> Why would we do that? You haven't blinked it in the last half an hour and it's so <laughs> look, worrying me. Look, okay, it might be easier to show you. Uh, oh, I'll, 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 I'll grab your scallops to go. Um, and she bags up all your f- delicious fried food and you can see the oil seeping through the paper bag as soon as she puts it in there and you're just like, oh, yes. Have I already got to go and do another thing before I get to eat these? Oh, I just want to eat this stuff. Well, well, you can eat and then and then uh, I'll show you afterwards. Thank you. Oh, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> um, Tay, while the others are getting food, now that the people 
people have kind of moved away from Basil, you feel the bus kind of begin to tilt up a little bit, which you know means that Basil is, is like peeking out again. And the bus starts to move. Does the door close as well? The door closes. Uh. And you can just feel the bus start moving really slowly. And and you're probably not worried because I think Basil's done this before. As long as, you know, as long as he stays in the general vicinity, the others will be able to find you. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think Tay kind of like comes out from where she was hiding and like goes to sit behind the wheel and kind of just says, Basil. The radio flicks on and plays classical music quietly. Um, yeah, classical. Nice. Basil. Do you kind of get some weird vibes from these people? <laughs> the music gets louder. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, can you just like maybe wait around before, you know, taking off real fast? Real fast? Yep, definitely. <laughs> um, before, you know, Beth and Gabby are back. The speed like slows a little bit. He's still moving, but he's not moving as fast. So it's kind of a slight concession. Yeah, kind of like if you looked at it and then you went away for 20 minutes and you looked at it again, you'd realize it's definitely started to move. Yeah, exactly. So that's still happening. And and you notice as Basil's moving forward, um, you didn't notice it before because there were so many people around and you were a bit overwhelmed. The other end of the main street, these glass mobiles are kind of, they've been strung between the buildings in a way that almost completely obscures the view behind it, where you would assume the ocean would be. Uh-oh. Uh, so the glass mobiles kind of just obscure the ocean. Yeah. So there's like there's so many of them hung at this far end of the of the high street that you can't really see what's behind them. Like you can see kind of sunlight glinting off water and then reflecting through the glass and off the various metal components. Like you don't you, you can hear the ocean as well. You know the beach is behind there, but you can't see it. Okay. Against her better nature she's going to very gently prod open the door and sneak out and try to see what get a closer look yeah sure um are you trying to be like not be noticed by the other people yeah so she's gonna be trying she's gonna try and be stealthy could i get you to please draw using guile okay um so i have a two in guile so i'm going to pull out two i have no idea what that is but that looks frightening and i i feel like i should know what that is that is the tower oh crap flip that other one Oh my god! Oh, Jesus. Okay. Five is that's the emperor. Yeah. So actually, two weird things happen right now. Can you roll the spinner twice, please? Okay. So that's a tails and a heads. We'll call that still a success because technically, when you draw two, you take a higher. But we will get two effects from this. So we got tower reversed and the hierophant, not the emperor. So the tower, instant and absolute. A decisive strike of lightning, a sudden and foundational shift as what came before buckles under what comes next. When drawn in reverse, a cure that is almost as damaging as the disease. And for the Hierophants, creed and vow, ritual repeated becomes tradition, the collective wisdom of the community shaping what is sacred and forming family. When drawn upright, nuance is revealed by the mirror of the old world's ways. 
So I think you succeed. No one really notices you because they kind of, they aren't expecting someone new to come into town to want to be secretive. They're so excited about it that they kind of, you're just not doing what they expect you'll do. Okay. So you creep up the high street to this veil and you kind of getting glimpses of it now as you're getting closer. And, and these mobiles are just there are there are hundreds of them just all hanging in these layered curtains and you can see when one has been filled up they've just strung another rope across in front of it and that's begun to fill up as well so as you kind of make your way through this curtain trying not to make it like clink and draw too much attention to yourself which isn't too hard because there's a bit of a breeze they're clinking anyway you come out on the other side of this curtain and what you see it is a beach but it is black there is this viscous substance that's just covering everything. You've seen a beach before. Yeah. You've seen the ocean plenty of times traveling with Basil. This is not what a beach should look like. Everything is just dead. And as far as you can see, both up and down the coast, it's just the same. God damn it. Oil spill. Yeah. As you turn back to look towards the town, you you notice kind of something that you hadn't noticed before coming into the town. Because when you crested this peak, you were kind of, the sun was right on the water. It didn't really make things obvious. You notice that actually the land around the town is also dying. And it only re- the only greenery you can really see is kind of on the outskirts of the town that you've just passed through. Right. And that's weird because the land's being taken over by greenery. It's more like where you were traveling, It's it's been taken over and you can see that this area was once taken over, but now it's kind of all died and rotted and, and it's not the kind of decay, it's not natural decay. Okay. It's not decay that births new life, it's just dead. All right. And, and you kind of realize as you step through this that the way your eyes were drawn to this town was probably slightly unnatural. Like you should have noticed the, the degree to which the landscape was dying around you, but you didn't. Right. And when we came in, you did mention that the trees were dead. Yeah, that was planned totally. <laughs> what would you like to do? Okay, what Taya is going to do is open up her canvas bag, which is one of her items. The description is it fits all things. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like a Mary Poppins bag, I suppose. And she's going to rummage around and find an empty jar and just shove some sand or like the tar or the viscous stuff on the beach. Some Something something that proves that the, the land is dying. Yeah, sure thing. Can you draw power through for me? So that's using guts. All right, that's just the one card. Yes. Oh my god. Uh Uh-oh. Well, it's upright. It's upright. Excellent. So that is the hanged man. So you successfully do this. You, when you pull out this jar and you you kind of scoop up some of the, this like sludgy sand, when it touches your skin, it's like irritating. Like it feels like you need to itch it afterwards, but you don't like, it's fine. You, you quickly kind of rub it off on your, on your shirt and it's fine. As for the extra effect, the hanged man, absurd and unbothered, a necessary suspension, an unexpected but enlightening change of perspective, a martyrdom self-made or intercepted, a monumental but internal shift. When drawn upright, less is exponentially more and observant hesitance rewarded. When you when you pick up this sand, you know what it is to fear the outside world because of the community you grew up in. And you just 
understand implicitly that this town is hiding from the reality that is surrounding them. And and now that you've seen it, you know that this town is, I mean, it's it's staving off death, right? Like this, whatever it is, this corruption, this pollution, it's, it's right on their doorstep and they can't, they won't be able to ignore it for much longer. Okay. Do you walk back into town? Um, I'm going to put the jar into my bag away first mm-hmm. and then walk through the veil again to get back to the bus, hopefully. I think when you get to the bus, Basil has been coming towards this other end of the high street, or he was when you left. Mm-hmm. He's trying to turn around. Oh. Uh, and the bus is kind of beginning to wedge itself. It's not working very well. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Um... Basil, can can you hear me? It's okay. I'll help you out. Just give me a second. <laughs> Let's jump back to the other two. You just sitting there munching? I think I've finished my munching. Yeah. Mmm, that was good. Thank you very much. And this isn't what a malt milkshake is, but I like whatever it is anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. See, the only thing that said it had malt in it was this my, me, Milo. Milo. Oh, Milo. My... Yeah, my mum always used to talk about Milo because they used to have a jar in town that they'd bring out every summer, but it's gone now. Anyway, I'm so glad you enjoyed Is that your bus? What? Oh, Basil! Do you go outside? Okay, just, okay, like, just give me a second, all right? Just give me a break. I, I've got to go deal with my bus. <laughs> Basil! Come on, Bat. Yeah, I'll, yeah, you, you can show us the thing you want to show us later. We just got to deal with the bus, right? Double thumbs up and then run after the bus. Basil, 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 you can't turn that tight. You need you need a wider turning angle. You can't do it. <laughs> you need to back up and make this a seven point turn. Um, yeah, you see you see Tay kind of trying to stop Basil's turn, but it's not really working. I mean, Basil's a giant hermit crab and Tay is one very, very small girl. Yep. And now the townsfolk are kind of coming out and they're like, hey, come on. Like, you d- like I've just repaired that wall. Like, can you, is there nothing you can do to stop, stop your hermit crab bus thing? Okay, okay, okay. Fine, 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 fine. And I pull out my wand. Uh, uh, sixius o'clockius. <laughs> Just, like, turn a bit, okay? And I wave the wand, and I'm trying to basically magically write Basil so that he's turned, like, straight along the road facing the way that he was trying to turn. Okay, uh, could you draw spellcraft using guts? Um, so I draw two cards. Yeah. Let's see them. First card. Okay, so I've drawn a four of swords. Mm-hmm, and... A ten of cups, which is just so pretty. Okay, so uh, you succeed at a cost. So on a six to ten, choose two. So your spell is too weak or too powerful. Your spell is erratic or unstable. You must sacrifice something to cast the spell or you attract unwanted attention. Uh, I attract unwanted attention. Basil, turn around! Um, and, um, my spell is too weak or too powerful. If Basil gets hurt in any way, I will quit this podcast. I promise Basil, Basil <laughs> dustthecrabdie.com. <laughs> um, okay. Basil remains unharmed. Good. <laughs> Yeah, like, the townspeople who didn't already notice the fact that 
this bus was kind of beginning to wreck shit. Everyone else hears your cry. And as you cast this spell, your intent is to align Basil, but the problem is he's stuck. So you can't, and you don't want to hurt him. You don't want to force him. So Basil shrinks. No! (laughs) Basil, Basil shrinks. And turns. So, so like, you see, like, Basil begins to shrink and rotates at the same time and is, is facing away. I mean, you achieved your goal. But um, Basil is still very large for a hermit crab, but very small for a bus. Basil, my boy! <laughs> I run over, like, tears streaming down my face. Basil, no! Um, from inside, like, you can still hear the radio playing and it's going, do, 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 Okay, I think I hear that. I'm like, so you're okay with this? Basil kind of clicks happily. Will we still fit in the bus? No, absolutely not. You can pick up Basil in your hand. Basil is like the size of a cat. Oh my god, like shrunk shrunk. Shrunk shrunk. Basil... Gabs, you shrunk the <laughs> you shrunk the bus. Honey, I shrunk the bus. <laughs> I think I'm genuinely very upset about this. Um the the townspeople kind of come out and they begin murmuring. You you just displayed an incredible show of power, right? And now um, I'm just in a pile sobbing over the top of a very large hermit crab. <laughs> Tay, how do you react to this? I think she'd probably forget. Aww. Basil's so cute now. Basil is ruined. <laughs> Beth, how do you react to this? Um, just head in my hands, like, oh, oh, right, okay. So we're gonna have to deal. Okay, let's put that on the list. All right. Uh, have I broken my promise to make Beth proud? I don't think. I think Beth is honestly. I think Beth is proud that you stood up and took the like took the initiative and tried Aww. to fix the solution. It didn't go as you intended, but that's magic for you. I pick up Basil in my arms, and I'm going to be carrying Basil everywhere we go now. <laughs> so now you've got a new and a hermit bus. Yeah, and I'm re- I'm responsible for both of them being <laughs> in that current form, <laughs> and I feel just dreadful about it. <laughs> Uh, Melanie kind of walks up to you and says, well, that was certainly um, very interesting. And and, I mean, so much entertainment. Round of applause for them, everyone. And they're kind of like, the people kind of are like, oh, oh, yes. And they start clapping. And it's kind of this really confected display of admiration. A lot of them are clearly quite horrified. Am I a joke to you all? Does my pain bring you amusement? Oh, no, 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 no. Here, come I'll make you some more scallops. I'm like, don't be sad. We're, we're, it's fine. It's I don't fine. want more scallops. I want a big bus boy. Well, why don't you look? We have lots of lots of things in the museum. Let's let's go see if we can find something that can maybe reverse this. You have something that can reverse this? Or maybe. Okay. Beth. Yes. Are you going to add something more to my list? No, no. Um, can we leave? I'm kind of getting weirded out by these adults. Okay. What's what's weirding you out about them, and is it a problem I can fix with my sledgehammer? Um. Well, we we don't have we can't we can't ride Basil anymore, so I guess it'll be a little more difficult to get out of here. But <sighs> okay, ha- let's just let's just grab Gabs and maybe try and hightail it. Um, 
I need to tell you guys something and uh, maybe not around these people. Okay, we're going to go through the museum because, I mean, I don't think they're going to have anything to help us, but they might do. So we're going to go through there, then we're going to leave, okay? Okay. Come on. Do you want to ride on my shoulders? Um, I'm not that small, but if you want, I sure. <laughs> Just up you get. It's not about how small you are, it's how big she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, your tattoos glow just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit of extra strength. Especially because this is, this is you know, a beautiful moment of protection and shared intimacy. Yeah, so you follow uh, Melanie to the museum. You walk past the cafe. I can hear the inverted <laughs> commas. <laughs> um, the reception desk that also has a deep fryer and a very battered about milkshake maker and, and coffee machine. <laughs> battered. <laughs> and she leads you into the art gallery, which... Again, has all these mobiles and sea glass and Beth and Gabs. It, it is beautiful in here. It's it's like it's light and beachy and just everything. Every every cliche of a relaxing beach stereotype that you could possibly imagine. It's beautiful. There's lights set up so it's glinting off the sea glass. Tay, you realize there's something, especially now that you know about the mobiles on the edge of town, you realize that when you walk in here, it's beautiful, but it's not real. The the mobiles are there, the artwork is there, but there is an magic effect on this place, which is bedazzling. You can see it bedazzling the other members of your coven. Uh, They're kind of looking around like, wow, this is really beautiful. And you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, okay. And Melanie's just like, just... We'll just walk through here and then and then um, the artifacts, we keep them in the basement. We kind of like cycle the displays, you know, maybe there's something, there's, there's some good magical power down there. We'll see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This place is really beautiful. I just hope it can help. Um. I feel like Gabs is just, as a huge person, is just totally <laughs> teared apart at this point. And Melanie's like, oh, there, there, sweetheart. It's okay. We won't, do, don't cry. There's no, no need for tears. We'll fix this. It's all Everywhere right. Everywhere I go, I shrink back people she leads you across the room to um another door and then there's a set of stairs going down and so you follow her into the basement and in the basement it's just it's just again it's full of of artwork and sea glass and mobiles and tay again you notice that there's this kind of it's not as strong down here it seems to have faded but there's there's magic everywhere here there's magic absolutely everywhere okay and melanie kind of she closes the door behind the three of you and she says now now listen you you are obviously powerful magic users and and this this town this town we live a good life we live a happy life everything is great and fine and normal and wonderful we do now i don't want to say we have a problem it's not a problem we don't have any problems here i have a problem so i, I totally get it it's not a problem sweetie it's only a problem if it can't be fixed and it can be fixed um, you see, our our beach, our beach is 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 dying. I, I dead? Say dying. It's not dead. It's um, it's it's a little covered in black slime under the weather. That's not under the weather. It's dead. Well, I I mean, it's no, it's it can be saved. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and look, we 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 tried a lot of things. Um, we we've tried we've tried cleaning the beach. We've tried magic and and like, like nothing really works and 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 the longer we try the weaker the magic gets and and people leave and they don't come back so um wait i thought you said no one ever leaves 
No one has left in a long time. How long? Uh, I'd say I don't know specifics. I just, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right, it's sounding aggressively not fine. Look, we can get through this as long as we stick together, and everyone in this town has agreed that as long as we stick together, we will be fine. And and so and so to to keep spirits up, we we put up we put up the mobile wall. Like you might have seen it at the end of the street. I mean, it's years of hard work. This community has come together to create something beautiful and 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 wonderful. And and it it just reminds us to stay hopeful in the face of of a, of of an obstacle which we will overcome. I don't know how to tell you this, but. Your belief that this can be fixed is the obstacle. <laughs> oh, no. I went there. I saw it. You went there? No one crosses the curtain. Yes, I can even prove it. And she reaches into a bag and pulls out the jar of slime. When you pull out the slime, just for a moment, everything around the room kind of twinkles a little bit more intensely. Beth and Gabs. Taze just pulled out a, a jar of sand. That's just a jar of dust. No, it... What? What do you mean it's a jar of- Can't you see it? Yeah, I can see it. It's a jar of dirt. It's not a jar of dirt. It's a- Yeah, Tay, that just looks like sand. This place. This place has illusion magic everywhere. That's what I've been sensing. No, 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 I'd like to pick up Melanie and shove her against the wall. Ooh, okay. Tay hops off. Right. I appreciate that you want us to help you, and I appreciate that you don't like things not looking like they're okay, but if you continue pretending that everything's okay, we can't actually help you with your problem. So, maybe stop fucking lying and tell us what we need to know, and we'll see if we want to help you, okay? No, 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 everything is fine. And the room suddenly lights up and it's this twinkling on all the sea glass. And you notice they're quite sharp and they all kind of have begun floating in the air and pointing towards you. Uh... I just like wipe away a big thing of tears. And as I wipe it away, my face goes from one sad grimace to one slightly more determined grimace. Okay, everything does not seem fine. This town is a bunch of bullshit. Actually, it took my hermit crab away from me, and now I find out you're just lying all the time? What are you people about? I brought you down here to ask for your help in restoring the happiness and joy in this town, and this is how you repay me? I am sorry. I will... I'm going to spin her around and hold her up so so she's between me and the sea glass. Could you roll... Um... I guess that's slight... Yeah, because you're using the sea glass against her. Yes, that's smite. I mean, it'd either be smite or it'd be, like, negotiate through intimidation. Yeah. Yeah, actually, no, it's a negotiate. You're right. With guts, I think, because you're trying to... That works. Yeah, when being honest or angry. Beth is very angry, so I'm going to draw my two cards. Oh, my God. That's the hermit. Yeah, you got the hermit and the page of pentacles. So you got a face card. Yeah, so roll heads or tails. Upright. An upright hermit. The hermit. Study and solitude. The pool of obsolete technologies, forgotten modern understandings and influences for the lessons of those trapped in the past. How appropriate. That's perfect. When drawn upright, a dead language that unfurls from under the tongue. Yeah, you hold Melanie up. And I don't want to say you see the light in her eyes die. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Are we the good guys? But but you kind of do. Like, like you get the impression that even though she's 
seems to be more aware than the other townsfolk, she was also under this spell. And that it wasn't necessarily a spell of her making being imposed on the town. It was a spell that was kind of self-fulfilling, right? That the town itself had this perception that if we ignore the problem, it won't affect us. And so because she's kind of the the de facto leader, she's kind of become the protector of it. And so she is slightly more aware of it, but she's still under this spell. You see this realization in her eyes and then she kind of goes blank. Um, Whoa, you broke her. I shake her a bit. She like ragdolls in your arms. Bollocks. All right. What happens if you drop her? Uh, I expect nothing. I will do so. Just put her down. Do you, do you drop her or do you like place her? Roughly, roughly put her down. <laughs> she like, she kind of self-corrects in a kind of reflexive way, but she doesn't do anything. And then she just stands there. Hmm. Huh. Beth and Gabs, the jar of... What was previously sand in Tay's hand, it looks like sludge now. Ah, gross. Yes, the entire beach was covered in this. And do you remember when we came in? Yeah. Like everything around us was dead. All the trees were dead. Ah, I don't remember that. I just remember the smell of scallops. And then when you think about it, it kind of hurts a little to think about, but you realize, yeah, you were so distracted by this smell that you you missed you missed the fact that the landscape around this town as you were trundling into it in your basil bus was dying and dead. Oh, beans. How did we miss this? There was magic everywhere, so it's fine, I guess. Well, um, we kind of broke their leader. Now what do we do? Um, has the glass kind of chilled? Yeah, so it almost looks dull now, all these artworks and, and artifacts. They're, I mean, they still look beautiful in the sense that their craftsmanship is, is obviously very skilled, but they're not as bedazzling as they were before. This is all really weird. Uh, so this place is haunted. Um, next town? Well, I think we can see what happens when we go upstairs and see how everyone's reacting and if every, anything's changed. But I think on, on a sort of macro level, I agree with your plan of going to the next town. We do need to fix Basil, though. I'll do it. I made the problem. I'll fix it. Um, and I'm going to try it. Uh, maybe, I'm going to go upstairs. Yes, I was about to say, maybe don't do it. Don't <laughs> yeah, <you>. no. <laughs> no, I didn't mean I was going to do it right now, but I'm going to go upstairs and try and head out. Yeah, okay, you head upstairs. When you get upstairs, there's a new person behind the bar. Oh, jeez. It's hate... not Melanie. Oh, there is no, no war in passing, say. <laughs> hey, who are you? Oh, hi. Uh-oh. I'm Sasha. They have short hair and, like, a seagrass hat, and they're wearing just, like, really simple t-shirt and really worn jeans. Can I get you anything? Hi, Sasha. Have a great day. And I open the front door and walk out. <laughs> you too! <laughs> just walk past, maintaining eye contact with Sasha until I make the door. <laughs> I'm just leaving. Sasha's like, come back if you need anything! Yeah, I follow suit. 
Okay, so obviously things are less than ideal here, and, and I am experiencing a moment of, um, I feel different right now, and I don't like it. So how about we get Basil back to normal, and we pretend none of this ever happened? Yeah, uh, I think so too. I'm going to put Basil down in the middle of the road facing the exit of the town, and I'm going to sort of a bead of sweat appearing on my forehead. I'm going to try and invigorate Basil. In fact, yeah, I think it's less that I'm casting a Invigify spell and more that, like, I think by the end of this spell, Basil will be big again and sl- at a slightly different angle. I'm basically casting the spell that I did earlier in reverse. I think I almost want to get you to cast that with Glamour. Okay. Because... In a sense, I think you're being proud. You want to fix the mistake that you've made. That seems fair. Yeah. Okay, in that case, ten of snakes. Okay, so... So, again, your spell is too weak or too powerful. Your spell is erratic or unstable. You must sacrifice something to cast the spell, or you attract unwanted attention. Okay. I definitely, I attract unwanted attention. Oh, my spell is too weak or too powerful. (laughs) Okay. I think it works a little. No. It works a little. Um, so now Basil is like the size of a cow. <laughs> like Basil plus the bus are the size of a cow. So the bus, it's bigger. It's bigger. You can know? I, can I fit in the bus yet? Like, maybe like one person could fit in the bus if they crawled in and lay down. Like, Tay could fit in the bus lying down. Okay. Beth probably can't. Oh god, I would really love to lie down in the bus and forget the world right now. <laughs> Tay goes and opens like the driver window and asks Basil, Um, are you okay? How are you feeling? The doors open and like country music plays. Basil's like, it doesn't really affect me. I'm happy enough. Okay. Country music is your neutral. Okay. There's some weird picks here from ba- Basil. has like a very alien understanding of music. <laughs> like country is neutral. Vida la vida is happy. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, hermit crab morality works on a completely different scale to that of humans. Okay. Uh, we won't be able to leave yet. Ugh. Oh my god. And you can already feel like they're starting to get back to their normal self a little more. If we can fix this town, then we can fix Basil, you know what I mean? So let's fix this town, and then we'll be able to fix Basil. You get it? Because this town sucks right now, and like, you know, I want to say I've been to a bunch of cool places. This place is not cool right now, so let's make it cool, and then we can go. I mean, it is kind of cool, like the... The stuff hanging everywhere is kind of nice. Everyone is staring at us with glossy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the unwanted attention. People are actually ignoring you now, weirdly. Oh, uh, we're the problem. But Sasha appears behind you and is like, hi there. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get you a cup of coffee? Sasha? Yeah. Listen to me. I'm okay? listening. Yeah. All right, this is going to be a little one-on-one. Everything stinks, and sometimes you can't fix it, okay? Sometimes you turn someone into a newt, okay? Sometimes you shrink your best friend. And you know what? Sometimes you can fix it. That's great. Have a go. Have a whiff at it. Okay, look, I just tried to fix it right here. Didn't work. Sometimes the only thing you can do, Sasha, and I put a hand on her shoulder, is leave. (laughs) Why would we want to leave? We built something wonderful and amazing here. Draw negotiate. Uh, With what stat? I think maybe... I'm feeling guts. I was going to say counterpoint. They were being quite patronizing. (laughs) 
They were being patronizing. Actually, yes. Oh, we'd give. Oh, dang it. Okay, all right. I'll draw give. In the meantime, Taze like sidles over to uh, Beth and goes, "Did you? Did you? Did you get any food?" Oh yeah, the hand of now slightly cold and soggy bag of fried food. There you go. She tears into it. Yeah, start eating mine. Ooh. Ah, I got the Queen of Pentacles. You did get the Queen of Pentacles. I did something well. She she says all this, but you see something. I mean, Beth saw it last time. It, it it looks the same to you. You kind of she says this, but like the kind of gleam in her eyes disappears, and she kind of her whole stance drops into neutral, and then she just turns around, walks back into the cafe. Wait, 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 wait! I grab her hand as she tries to go back in the cafe. I'm not having you replaced by another fucking. Hi there! Oh come on! <laughs> I run the cafe. It's so nice to meet you. Name's Greg. Wait, so someone else will. Someone up. else appears. Like, I mean, they don't appear appear, but they walk up and they're in an apron and like, can't get you anything. It's yeah, so great, nice Greg. To see I'll be with you in a camp. second. <sighs> okay, Greg. Can you see this person who I'm trying to hold back at the moment? Yeah, that's Sasha. She's just feeling a little unwell. Here, I'll, I'll get her some coffee. And he kind of tries to take their hand away from you and lead her back into the cafe. Uh uh-uh. uh. Isn't happening, Greg. <laughs> and I'm like still holding very firmly on the arm that I have. Can you draw power through for me? So that's with guts. I'm good at guts. The three. Oh, hell yes. All these major arcana. Oh, that's a major arcana. Yeah. Yep. Can you just. Yeah, that's the Empress. Um, yes. Okay, the Empress, and it is upright. Oh, thank God. And the Queen of Cups. Um, so that is a full success. The Empress, feast and hearth, the material delight of a home, the care and keeping of its guests, the grain stored from harvest, the coffers full from market. When drawn upright, generosity is returned tenfold. So I think Greg is trying to pull Sasha away and Sasha kind of shakes, like you kind of see like a vibration go through them and they turn and they pull their hand out of Greg's and out of yours, but they don't try and continue moving away. And they say, Greg, oh, my head really hurts. Where's where's Melanie? Isn't she running the cafe today? And Greg's like, Melanie? Oh no, she's just feeling a little unwell. Come on, we'll grab you some coffee. Don't you want some coffee? And Sasha's kind of like, no, no, I d- no. Uh, who, who are you? And they turn and look at the three of you. Um, uh, hi, I'm Gabs. Um, Tay, show, show them the jar. And I hold up the jar. Your whole town is this. Oh, 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 ow. Oh, my head hurts. The, the oil slick. That's from the oil slick. There was an oil slick? Yeah, it, it washed up on the beach like 10 years ago and we tried cleaning it and a lot of people left because they thought the town was, ah, ow, it really hurts to think about. What was I doing? Uh, look, I don't want to break your worldview or anything, but uh, you're a little bit possessed and it's not anyone's fault. I mean, it was kind of your fault. But it was kind of everyone's fault. It's because it's everyone's fault. Um, yeah, welcome to the real world. You mean, show me the beach. Uh, where's the beach? Oh, I know where it is. 
And I grab Sasha's hand and take off for the veil. Yeah, they follow you. I follow too. Yeah, so you lead Sasha and the others. You push your way through this beautiful clinking veil of glass and pebbles and recycled broken things. And you step out and and you see what Tay saw earlier, this just black beach. And it's, it's viscous and there's that rainbow sheen and it's just, yeah, it's taken like it's basically this it's not really a beach it's just oil oh jeez oh wow oh it's even worse than before and they turn around and they look behind oh my gosh no it wasn't like this before it's spread inland how could we let this happen well when we came in we didn't see it what what do you mean well when we came in all we really saw were a bunch of dead trees but like we didn't realize it was really that bad until you know i came in and saw the land from here really i think you've all been ignoring the problem so hard that you make everyone else ignore the problem oh i think you're right i think oh and they kind of like fall to their knees clutching their head oh i think it's still trying to affect me we have to undo whatever it is. It's a spell? I, yeah. Do you think there's like an evil warlock in your town? No. Hmm. Maybe it is the town. Like, think about it. Everyone we've talked to today has either kind of gone, you know, unresponsive whenever we mention that things are really bad. Maybe everyone just needs to see that there's a massive problem and them not doing anything about it is making it worse. I think you might be right, but I uh, I can't think straight. It's like everything's too bright and too dull at the same time. Uh, I'll, I'll try and help, but I'm well, not sure how to undo this. Well, the way I see it, we can go one by one to every single person and do what we did with you, or I look up at the veil. We can uh, do something a bit more drastic. The, the veil? That's, I mean, that's years of work. Yeah, and it's only hiding what is going bad. You can't live pretending that bad things aren't happening. Because, you know, it's going to keep happening. So, got to deal with them sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I wanted to stay. I wanted to try and fix it. But I think after a while, it just seemed like too much. And now it's bigger than ever. I guess I guess we have to do something about the veil. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, though. The townspeople are really proud of it. They might try and protect it. Well, why don't we start from this side? I mean, basically the veil is just a lot of ropes strung up with mobiles on it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you could get on top of the roof and and slash them, that could work. Or you could pull them or... ah, And they kind of clutch their head again. It doesn't like me thinking about hurting it. Okay, that's... That's creepy. Okay. Well, it's really going to hate this. I'm going to walk back towards the the veil, dragging my sledgehammer behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it what for. Yeah, I, I'm just... And I'm, like, spooling up the tattoos here, I think. Like, imbuing not just physical strength, but also, like, making a connection through me into the hammer and turning it into an extension of my magic and just hitting the physical form of the veil and trying to attack the magical protection that it provides. At the same time. Okay. Surely the target has a complication at this point, right? Like, we've, bro- we've started breaking its magic. Yeah, I think the veil has the complication of... Not unstable, but, like, 
What about like imperfect delusion? Because like yeah. everyone else that's still under it is not unstable for them, but it's stopped working for us completely, right? Yeah. No, that's perfect. So yeah, the veil has the complication of imperfect. If you want to draw to smite, I will let you do that. So draw one card at this stage. Dun. Oh shit. Oh my god. Heads, excellent. The fool, doubtless and hardy. Yep. Stepping into the deep end. Wisdom is learned by doing. Maps are drawn by boldly going. Everything else is hearsay. When drawn upright, an absurd plan executed to perfection. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I think what happens is you bring your sledgehammer, like, you don't hit it, you kind of bring it down on the ground and it kind of creates this shockwave of force and magic that ripple up through the veil and and some of the mobiles fall and they shatter it's quite beautiful really this this kind of tinkling sound as some of the glass begins to fall and the rocks fall and 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 a couple of the strings particularly the old ones the ones closest to you where the rope has kind of worn and become brittle from the sea salt they just fall and Sasha kind of looks up and they stop holding their head. So you can kind of see in their body language that the spell has relinquished some of its hold over them. And you see some of the townspeople on the other side of the veil kind of begin to... Some of them grab their heads. Some of them kind of look up and look around at the town with new eyes. But some of them start running towards you. Oh, shit. I can defend us. Just very quickly, Taya's going to pull out her uh, baseball bat and hop onto it like a broomstick and kick up into the air. Excellent. You do that. You are in the air. Gabs, what are you doing? Uh, okay, so I imagine that Basil is is sort of standing between us and the veil. I'm like, come on, one last time. We can do this. And I want to make Basil bigger to form a wall between us and the people who are coming to attack us. That's our car. <laughs> Excellent. Can you draw Spellcraft one more time? With what stat? With... I mean, yeah, I feel like it's guts. You're being honest and angry and enforcing your will on others. Yeah, go for it. Draw with guts. Get big, my boy! (laughs) Yeah! Oh my god! I got the Page of Swords and I got an Arcana. The Devil. I got the (laughs) Oh dear. Oh my god. I got the Devil upright. Oh my god, you're getting real lucky. The Devil, key and lock, creativity flourishing under restriction, a complex weave of obligation, necessity being the mother of invention, the unconsidered merits of our flaws, when drawn upright, a sharp and clever shadow, effortless talk, and can... So the magic swells out of you, your love for Basil, your love for your friends, just the sheer frustration at this situation and the townspeople. Um, Basil gets big. Basil gets, like, really big. Yes. On a success, I believe you still choose one consequence. You draw unwanted attention. Yeah. So um, Basil is back. Basil's back, baby. Um, And you think maybe he may even be a little bigger than before, which is great for you because even more luxurious space inside. The seats weren't quite long enough to, like, sleep without my feet sticking over the end, so I'm, like, really happy about this. (laughs) 
and he creates this bulwark between you and the townspeople. And it has the added bonus of Basil grows so large that he kind of extends under the veil and grows up and snaps a couple more of those strings. That so, was going to be another Basil maneuver I was going to do later, <laughs> was driving him into it. Um, I'll apply another complication to the veil. I think now it is unstable. Basil, my boy! Uh, but these townspeople, they're, they're, it's all, I mean, it's weirdly reminiscent of when you rocked into town and they're all kind of like banging on the sides of the bus trying to get your attention. Now they do look like they're trying to not necessarily hurt Basil, but drive Basil backwards into the oil slick. <gasps> oh no. Tay, what are you doing in the air? Uh, initially she was up there just to keep an eye on everything. Um, is there anything important she can see while up there? Would you like to draw scrying eyes? So draw using guile. Okay. Oh, there's a two. Watch my luck fail. Ah! <laughs> uh, Oh. oh my god, are you freaking kidding me? We've drawn like half the major arcana at this point. Yeah. That is 19, I think. Yes, the sun. So could you roll that spinner for me? Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> the sun, absolute illumination, radiant and densely saturated, defining the world by both its presence and its absence. When drawn in reverse, all things stripped of shadow and the benefit of the doubt. I think you are looking around. Like, I think you're, you're probably looking for a weakness in the veil. Um, see if there's any, any place where maybe these ropes are a bit more frayed so that if you give them a bit of a whack, they come undone. Between the onslaught from Beth and Basil... <laughs> The veil, you hear it before you see it. It almost throws up this last defense, this last like wave of denial. And you can hear, it's like nails on a chalkboard in your mind. And then all the lights, the glass, this kind of bedazzled effect that you, you noticed first, Tay. You notice it now. It kind of, there's this blinding flash of light. Like, blinding in the sense that it's very, very bright, but it's also a wave of magical power trying desperately one last time to fulfill its purpose. So can you all take a complication that relates to denial or, you know, an inability to see clearly? Can I say, like, wavering? Like, yeah. Like, okay, so I've just managed to, like, fix my big problem of the day. And so I'm like, oh, well, maybe everything is going to just turn out okay. I'm trying to find a word that's a synonym for knocked off my feet. Bowled over. Yeah, okay, I'll probably stick with bowled over. I think I want to do something that's, like, enemies abound or something. Threatened? Aggravated. I like threatened. Yeah. And then it, it well it works because then it's it's threatening them as well. Yeah. I have vowed to protect. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, so you are all kind of blasted literally out of the air for Tay with this this overwhelming sense of denial, really. And it, it does fade, but it lingers in the ways that you have described for your characters. And you can feel through your connection to each other that you as a group have been a little bit shaken. What would you like to do? The townspeople are, they're gaining some purchase in pushing Basil back, which is pushing you all closer to this sludge. Tay, you know that touching it could be dangerous. Yeah. Um, I think Tay is probably going to try and right herself and like clamber back onto her baseball bat. Yeah, sure. I think because you've been bowled over, I want you to draw gear up. 
just to see if you can get back on your broomstick and up in the air again. Okay. And you draw and you draw one less when you're shaken as well, right? You draw one less if it applies. If it applies. Draw using guts. I only have one guts. So that's a failure. Because you would draw one card, that would be the highest result, and you would discard it so you have no cards, so it's a failure. In this case, the the main consequence of that is just falling. Like the magic, the magic just fails in that moment because you're so like you're kind of overwhelmed by the feelings that you're having and the feelings from from the rest of your coven. And and the two of you, you see Tay try and get back up onto their broomstick and 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 fail. You know that Tay at the moment is probably got the advantage if they can get back on their broomstick because you are you are slowly all being pushed towards this sludge. Hey, 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 let me look at that tape. I start, like, um, tightening some of the screws and stuff like that. Hey, hey, I get it, I get it. Uh, shit's really wild out there. I mean, like, for a while, I thought I had ruined Basil forever. And I know he didn't care, but, like, I cared, you know? And I get it. But just because something's hard to do doesn't mean we shouldn't do it, you know? We're doing the right thing, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I would like to choose the item is restored to full functionality and draw one extra card the first time you use it. Excellent. Your baseball bat uh, slash broomstick, where the screws have been tightened, it kind of, it just feels more stable and you can feel the magic kind of pouring back into it through you from gaps. And you definitely feel like if you want to jump on this and fly up again, you can absolutely do that. I won't make you roll again. Okay. uh, Yeah, she's going to do that. Awesome. While that's happening, what is Beth doing? Beth is going to, for the first time... Actually, maybe for the first time, for the first time that anyone like that this coven has seen, is going to fully spool up all her tattoos and just give herself as much physical strength as she possibly can, and slam herself up against the bus and just try and use all the magic at her disposal to equal the might of the crowd. When you meet an obstacle with unconsidered brute force, yeah. draw with guts. Can you draw power through, please? I will. What does my um, condition apply here? By the wording, I'd say yeah. Yeah, I think so because you're you're deliberate, like you're specifically pushing back against the people who are making you feel threatened. So yes. Oh, oh you hate to see it. So that that is a fail. That is. Um, who is that? Justice. Cost and consequence. <laughs> come on. All things coming due. The writing of scales, the burden passed from shoulder to shoulder, the binding of oath and debt, when drawn in reverse to mistake equilibrium for peace. Oh no. That's not good. <laughs> that sounds really so weirdly bad. applicable. On oh. a two to five, you hurt someone or something you didn't intend to. I think you're f- you're pushing back. You're, you're pushing really hard and for a moment you're meeting the force of these townspeople and you're staving them off. But suddenly there's like a blast of music from inside oh no! and it's like all these genres, all these different songs flicking through um, as Basil essentially cries out in pain and you realise that the force that you're using to push has actually made contact with Basil's soft crabby body inside and you immediately stop yep. um, because you don't you don't want to hurt Basil and Beth and Gabs and Sasha are pushed back further towards the, the sludgy goop. You have maybe like two feet now? Okay, that's it. I'm going to take a deep, deep breath and say, sometimes you have to face your problems to solve them. 
and I'm going to use my magic to basically lob a huge glob of oil right at the um, the barricade. Ooh. Ooh. Can you draw power through? With guts, yeah. Yes, with guts. Uh, wait a minute, what's your complication? Uh, yeah, that'll apply. Mine is wavering. Uh, yeah, absolutely that applies. I got a four. F. Uh, I think you go to scoop it up, and as you touch it, your hand burns. Oh, I didn't mean to actually touch it. I'm in the bus. I meant to, like, waterbending style, like, fling a ball of it. I think you try to do that, and your magic kind of recoils at it, and it splashes into the bus and onto you. And it burns where it Ah, mother f- <laughs> um, Can you add another complication? Yeah, I'm going to add... Burning hands. <laughs> Tay, what are you doing? Um, seeing this is happening and actually seeing what uh, Gabs has tried to do, what she's going to do is fly over to where the veil is still up and pour out the contents of the jar that she picked up. Yes. Excellent. Me, but smarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you, I will let you take that bonus card on this as well. Cause I think the broom keep like has to keep you steady so you can get this on target. Mm-hmm. So can you draw smite? The veil has two complications. So you get two cards plus the bonus one from the tinker. But will you discard the highest? Because of your complications. Oh, this is intense. <laughs> okay. Come on. Oh my god. 20? All right. What is 20? Oh shit, I got an ace. And an ace card. Oh fuck. It gets discarded though, right? It doesn't count towards the number of cards being drawn, I believe. I don't oh, think it that doesn't count towards it. Okay. So I think that's an auto success. Tori, you get to keep that. Um, and that's the Ace of Cups, so you draw an extra card when drawing the attribute you use to draw this card, and that comes into effect immediately, so you can draw another card. Dang it, it's a Pentacles. Roll to see whether the Major Arcana is upright or reverse. Oh my god, come on. Because that will affect- Shit! Oh no! Oh. That's okay though. Because it's still an auto-success though, isn't it? From the Ace. I guess it does. But yeah. something bad happens. Something bad still happens based on the major arcana. Judgment. Oh, God. Oh. Hammer and pin. A perplexing answer from an unlikely source. A resurrection. A thing forever changed by being observed. Dross burned away to unveil the molten heart the underside revealed. When drawn in reverse... Mold creeping through seams, thought sealed. Oh, no. That's so bad. (laughs) Um, Jesus Christ. You tip this jar and the sludge falls onto the veil and it eats through this rope. And it's not the last rope that's hanging, but it seems to be (laughs) like a load-bearing rope. Um, and as the sludge falls on it, it sizzles away and this major part of the veil falls and, and suddenly you can see through it and the, the glittering effects from the other shards of glass fade. But as you do this, as the sludge touches the rope and it burns through it, it kind of sprays off as well and you're kind of splattered with it and you fall off your broom onto the ground and you are just 
overcome with this feeling of hopelessness and powerlessness. You just, you miss your home. You feel like you've become something that you never wanted to be by coming of age. And you just, yeah, you're just overcome with this feeling and you kind of curl up on the ground and you're in the fetal position. But the veil is shattered. It disappears. And and suddenly the townsfolk stop pushing on the bus. They stop. They scratch their heads. They look around at each other. They're kind of confused, but also relieved. So you broke the spell, but Beth and Gabs, your younger sister is just lying on the ground. Uh, uh, um, 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 Beth, Beth, you, you gotta go help her. She needs an adult. You- uh, yeah, I mean, using the last kind of last remnants of the inhuman strength she summons, Beth will vault over the bus. <laughs> Fuck yes, I'm just gonna let you do that. That's too cool. And three point land um, next to Ty, and like g- grab them and pick them up and say, "Hey, hey, come on, come on. All right, you're okay. Look, I know that." This whole situation looks awful and like just sort of gestures back out to the um to the sludge. It's like, yeah, and I know this whole town was kinda of nightmarish, and you said that we should leave. And actually, to be honest, we probably should have left when you said we'd left, but we didn't, and we stayed, and we uh we fixed things. Cause that's I guess what we do now. We fix things and people. And um I'm really proud of you, and you did really well, and I've been trying to protect you from the adult world, and I guess actually in a way Really, I was trying to protect myself um, uh, by proxy through you, but that that doesn't really matter. That's that's a, a, a that's that as a consideration for later. But you did really well, and I'm very proud of you. And just pick her up and just wrap her in the biggest bear hug possible. Oh, Beth. Yeah. I want to go home. Okay. Okay. Well, we can we can do that. We'll see what we can do about that. Let's let's get you onto the bus. Come on. Yeah, I'm gonna start like. Cleaning her up, um, doing medical attention, that sort of thing. Tay, you can take, you can heal one complication. I think that was a moment of intimacy. Yeah, okay. What are you doing, Gabs? I'm going to go out to the people. So I'm sure you're all like really woozy right now, but can you just all promise me right here, right now, no more mass delusions, no more of this stuff, okay? Look, it's not going to be easy, okay? No one said it's going to be easy, but you're doing okay, all right? Look, it could have been a lot worse. (sighs) Can you just promise me you'll straighten up your shit in future? Sasha comes over to you and is like... I think we need to give this another go if we want to stay. But if it's not possible, you know, we'll pack up our stuff and leave. But we'll give it a good go first. And you see the cafe door open and Melanie comes out rubbing her head going, what happened to those those new folks and their butt? Oh my gosh, what happened? And a and couple of townspeople run over to her and start feeling her in. And you can kind of see them... Some of them are, like, nodding along to what you've said, and some of them are still looking a little bit unsure. But you think you think you've probably convinced them. You know it's okay either way, right? Like, you give something a shot, and then if it doesn't work out, I mean, things get better because we make them better. And sometimes that's a hard decision, you know? But if you do need to go, what matters isn't this exact place and this exact spot of the world. It's all of you, and and wherever you go, that's going to be your home. Oh. And the ones who were looking a bit unsure kind of were like, yeah, 
yeah. <laughs> Sasha kind of goes to hug you and then is like, yeah, no, hugs. no, no not okay. that. Well, no. all right. And so they put their hand out. Yeah, I fist bumped the hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can, can we can we do anything for you? Do you oh. want to stay and help clean the river? Basil's back online now. Um, if you have a deep fryer to spare, <laughs> it would be mighty appreciated. I mean, I think that's the least we could do. Fantastic! I run to the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Plus one deep fryer. Yes! Um, Tay and Beth, what are you two doing? Yeah, I think I think Beth is still always like in that kind of... I, I imagine older sibling or parent patching up a younger person who's, you know, not all 100% there. So just kind of like, yeah, okay, just get it very gently. Lift, lift your arm up. Okay, that's fine. That's good. Okay, gonna bandage that up. There you go. Just being very, very, like, almost uncharacteristically compared to the actions we've seen so far, uncharacteristically gentle. Aww. I think Tay says that, um, I thought I'd be better at this, you know, being outside and around people that I don't know. And I guess I helped, but why is helping people so hard? You know, sometimes um, pe- people need help, um, but they don't want your help. And sometimes they're just going to keep pretending everything's okay, uh, even when it's not. And it- it's hard. It's hard when you're in that position. Uh, I don't know why it's so hard, Tay. I just, I mean, you just gotta do what you can, you know? And generosity is its own reward, I say, hurling the deep fryer onto the the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you, oh yeah, you fixed Basil as well. I think we got even more space. Hey, you you even made more space for the deep fryer. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, if you kids want to have a deep fryer, that's fine, but you have to look up, you have to be careful. (laughs) (laughs) We looked after the hermit crab, okay? (laughs) Yeah, as soon as you plug the deep fryer in, it kind of bubbles a little bit. (laughs) (sighs) All right, squad, let's get out of there. (laughs) And I think, Tay, you in particular, having just had this, I mean, you you dealt the final blow, but you also suffered the consequences. And I think you kind of watch as Beth goes up the front to take the wheel and, and steer Basil out of town. And you see Gab's kind of wrestling with the deep fryer and, and kind of going on to themselves about all the recipes and all the things they can cook. And even though, even though this isn't the same as the home you left behind you get the feeling that it could be. deep fryer i added it to my gear just in case <laughs> deep fryer what are the three words that you use that you use to deep fry deep fries stuff <laughs> <laughs> i first say like i wonder if my socks can deep fry i wonder if this egg can deep fry <laughs> what would happen if i deep fry my hand oh my god <laughs> what if you deep fry your newt man <laughs> I'm your worst mute man. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go check out the other one-shots in this series, as well as those from last year. Dust Wardens was designed by Nora Blake with tarot interpretations by Sasha Renault. You can get your own copy at neithernora.itch.io slash dust-wardens. The intro and outro music is LGBTQ by Liz Suey. From all of us to all of you, have a very safe and happy Pride. Till next time, bye! Mimi.